and welcome back to The Happy Half, a half-hour weekly podcast with me, Heather Conda, to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news. It's episode three and wow, what a week it's been. Life is a bit of a roller coaster at the moment, isn't it? But the future is looking a little more optimistic. I hope I'm not speaking too soon. And the sun has been shining all week, which always makes a massive difference. Even if sometimes I have been so incredibly hot. Could have been Italy or something. We just need a Aperol spritz in hand and a bit of imagination. But I've been loving getting my tan on. Or in my case, actually just turning from white to red and then back again. But I've consumed lots of ice cream this week and spent lots of time in the sun. Many fabs, many magnums. I'm even dreaming of pistachio gelato, which is honestly incredible if you haven't tried it. But it does show how much ice cream I've been having recently that it's on my mind. Anyway, lots to talk about this week. And there is even a special guest in Stories from Others to change things up a bit. So enjoy! My top three this week are quite varied. The first thing that I want to talk about and have been particularly loving is yoga. Now, pre-March, in another world, I was not what I would call a yogi. You know, someone who gets up in the morning bright and early, stretches it out, maybe has a lovely smoothie afterwards. I was definitely not that person. In fact, I was probably the most inflexible person in the musical theatre world that you're likely to meet. Honestly, I was not blessed with flexible jeans. I could honestly barely touch my toes at the start of the year. But you know, times have changed. And at the start of lockdown, I decided now is the perfect time to get flexible. I have more time on my hands and it will provide a bit of routine. And I've got, you know, a prolonged length of time to get used to stretching it out. So I got a good yoga wrap and also challenged myself to do Boho Beautiful's 30 day splits challenge on YouTube. A friend of mine had recommended this to me and it's about 18 minutes of stretching every day with the goal of being able to do the splits on both sides by the end of it. Fantastic. But Boho Beautiful, 30 days. I'm not gonna lie, That was very, very optimistic. At first, it was actually quite painful and I really was struggling with some of the positions. But I have now been doing it for, I'm going to say, over 60 days. A very long time. I've lost count. And I've still not achieved the splits, everyone. I mean, it's quite sad, really, because I am trying hard. And don't get me wrong, I have significantly improved I am much closer to the floor than I was. But Boho Beautiful did not take account of the condor anatomy in this challenge. Anyway, this week, after trying for many, many, many weeks, I decided that I would stop getting so frustrated. You know, we're all made different ways. You can't help the way your body works. And so I was just like, I am going to enjoy yoga. And it's been great. It's been really calming and... I now rock a warrior three or a three-legged dog, actually. That's getting better and better. 
But it's a great thing to do in the morning and it's a nice way to start the day. And one day, my parents also did it because, you know, they thought it would be a nice, easy way to get some exercise and much less exhausting than a Joe Wicks workout, for example, which they have been known to do. The Silly Billy is a particular favourite. Anyway, little did they know that there's actually a lot of technique required and it is pretty hard. And I got the best core workout because I was laughing so hard. My dog also couldn't understand what on earth was going on and thought we were a complete madhouse. So it's safe to say that my parents now have a newfound appreciation of yoga. They haven't joined in since, so there we go. But yeah, yoga has brought me lots of laughter this week and flexibility and strength, definitely feeling stronger. And it's also very calming. So a little bit of everything and I'm converted and I've been loving doing it every day this week. Now, the next thing that's made me very happy is baking. This is nothing new. I have been baking loads over lockdown. I've always loved baking. I mean, me and the rest of the world have obviously been baking over lockdown. In fact, at the height of the pandemic back in April, I read that cake recipes were Googled more than Boris Johnson. But my sister is a celiac, so she cannot have any gluten. So I have been mastering the art of gluten-free cakes and cookies. And I'm quite proud to say that I have finally achieved successful gluten-free bakes. I have made some very lovely blueberry and lemon cake recently. Um, Obviously banana bread, that's a popular one for all. And some Victoria sponges, some peanut butter cookies, you know, loads of stuff. And it's got the seal of approval from my sister, so that's great. Also, a wonderful thing about gluten-free flour is that it's always available. Regular flour has been pretty hard to come by. I think it even still is, to be honest. Everyone has resorted to baking. So if you're ordering normal flour, you might be getting some substitutions, whereas that is not the case with gluten-free. Although we have had other substitutions, and this is a slight diversion, but this week we have had the most ridiculous grocery substitutions. So we're still shielding people. So we're getting quite a regular weekly slot. And the substitutions this week have just made me laugh. So my mum was super pumped because she ordered a double packet of chocolate hobnobs because they were on offer and we all love them. And she was buzzing. Clearly, the rest of the UK were buzzing too because they'd run out. So, you know, instead of getting a regular substitution, we were given marmalade on toast digestives. Yep, marmalade on toast digestives. I didn't even know they existed. And I have to say, would not recommend. I mean, the combination is very odd. It feels like you're eating a much worse version and a hard toasty aftertaste of a Jaffa cake. It's very strange and definitely would just rather a normal chocolate digestive. It didn't go down too well. My dad did say though that he could have them for breakfast because it was basically marmalade on toast. I'm not sure that's the same logic but there we go. And another substitution that we also got this week was we ordered Dove soap. 
and they'd clearly run out of soap. So instead, we were given perfume. Because if you're smelling bad, rather than washing yourself with soap, why don't you just spritz some perfume? That might have been the logic there. But anyway, it made me laugh a lot and just isn't the same, you know? Like, how do people decide what they should substitute things for? So yeah, that was a big diversion, but we haven't had any baking substitutions at all. So I've been loving doing some baking recently and I think my family have been enjoying it too because there's been lots of nice things to eat. And then the third thing that I want to mention this week is actually a little bit different. So I've been doing lots of workshops recently, mostly industry workshops to further my training and hone my singing and acting and dancing. And there are some really incredible resources out there for us right now. It's actually amazing, really, because the whole industry has come together to provide classes and to keep us all going. But one of the workshops was with a brilliant company called Prep Your Rep. And this workshop was particularly beneficial. And the reason I'm mentioning it in my top three was because there was this big discussion about self-care. And... My reason for mentioning it is because it was actually something that I needed to hear last week. It was like the perfect timing and someone out there listening might also want to hear this right now. So I thought I'd just talk about it because like many people that I know, I myself put a lot of pressure to be productive and to always be learning and trying to better myself and the world. The workshop gave me a very important reminder that we do all need to be kind to ourselves. I mean, my friends and family tell me this all the time as well, to be fair, be kind to yourself. But we do need to know our value and we need to allow ourselves to sit with our feelings. And there was this wonderful lady called Jennifer and she emphasised the importance of just being comfortable with when you're angry or sad And it's fine to just cry or whinge or get really frustrated, like it's completely normal. And, you know, my yoga and my baking will still be there tomorrow or whenever I feel like I want to do it. And the reason that I'm including this in the top three, and I've touched on this before, but it would be really easy for, you know, this podcast to ear onto the side of toxic positivity which is absolutely not a good thing, not what I want and not the reason for this. There is just so much going on in the world right now and it would be extremely worrying if anyone was happy all the time. Part of the reason that I chose the name The Happy Half is because there's also The Not Happy Half. This is just my way of providing a little more joy. So it's fine if it's the only half hour of the day that's particularly happy and the rest is less happy. And so I suppose the message of me rambling on about this is because it's important to look after yourselves and I have been loving doing that this week and I'm hoping it will continue. And I thought I would say the same for everyone listening. So thanks for listening to this TED Talk. Thanks for coming. A bit deeper than I'd probably bargained for. But I did want to mention it as self-care is very important, probably now more than ever. So I'm sending love and... I have been loving some self-love as well this week. So very varied things in my top three. But as I say, the moral is I would recommend yoga, I would recommend baking, I would recommend self-care 
but I would not recommend marmalade on toast digestives. I don't think Paddington Bear would have been pleased with them either, to be honest. Thanks again to everyone who shared their news with me this week. And please do keep getting in touch. It's so lovely to read everything people are sending me. And it also literally doesn't matter how big or small it is. We've all just got to get through. But here are the wonderful stories from others for this week. The first story is from Brandon, who has been getting creative with his time recently and has been doing things to help occupy children and therefore also probably to help lots of very stressed parents who are working from home. But loads of school children will have been going a little bit crazy, missing school, missing their friends, missing stimulation. So a number of websites have been set up with activities on to keep children entertained at home. And Brandon has created some videos for one of these sites, including how to bake little butterfly cupcakes and also how to make origami, such as origami swans and origami boats. They're little how-to videos and they're really simple, really easy to follow and suitable for all ages. But the best news is that Brandon discovered that his origami videos have been sent to children's hospitals to raise spirits. And he got a message saying that lots of children at the Hospital for Children in Glasgow had been thrilled with their origami swans that they had made using his video. And he was completely made up. And how lovely is that? What a amazing thing and so nice that so many people are getting so much out of it. Apparently origami is also very calming. I've read that doing things with your hands can really help with anxiety and stress. Whenever I'm watching TV, I always have to do something with my hands. Not that watching TV is stressful, but it's just something to kind of calm you, calm your brain before going to bed. But anyway, origami is a form of meditation which trains the mind on an object. So maybe we need Brandon to send the videos our way as well. Thanks, Brandon. Wonderful, happy news. Jenna also messaged me this week to say that the main highlight of her week Well, actually, she actually said it was the main highlight of her life, but I think that might have been a small exaggeration. But she said that the highlight of her week was that she got a real barista coffee machine. She's living with her family where there are four people working from home and the house is a constant hive of activity. They're all under the same roof. And every morning she makes her mum and dad a proper coffee with steamed milk and all the bells and whistles from this fancy machine and then goes and delivers it to their desks every morning. What a dreamy daughter. How amazing is that? I know that my dad would love me to do that, but sadly we just have filter coffee, and he normally gets it himself. So she is obviously doing a better job at being a kind, caring daughter than me, but Jenna tells me that she's also been attempting latte art, so she's taken it one step further, which is very impressive and also super hard. I know this from my waitressing days. I could barely get the difference between a cappuccino and a latte, to be honest. The customers were very lucky if they just got frothy milk. I definitely could not do really fancy, beautiful designs on top like swans or hearts. But Jenna is currently trying to perfect a tulip, which I think is very advanced. I think you should start with like a circle or something. Not that we could necessarily call that beautiful art, but then you could go on to a heart 
A tulip is quite far down the line. But it's a great investment and you'll be able to have proper coffee whenever and wherever you'd like with a beautiful machine. So I understand the rationale. Lots of people have actually had a similar idea and 77% more coffee machines have been bought this year compared to normal. I don't drink coffee, but I think we should get one in my family so that we can have the milk frother. And I love a good hot chocolate, so it would be very good for that, you see. Although this is definitely not the weather for hot chocolate right now. But thanks, Jenna. I'm in admiration of your coffee making skills. And before long, you'll have mastered the tulip and you'll be onto dogs and calligraphy and all sorts of latte art. Now, the next piece of news is a bit different and a little bit exciting. I thought I would mix things up a bit and to save you from just listening to my voice and my ramblings, I thought I'd occasionally get in a guest to talk about and personally share their happy news. So this week, I was very lucky to speak to the very talented and lovely Megan Foster, who you might have heard of recently because she is currently making waves with her very funny lip-syncing videos and she's keeping the nation entertained. So I had a lovely little chat with her. Hello, so nice to speak to you. Hi Heather, how are you? I'm great, thanks, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Good, so for anyone that might not know or doesn't have TikTok, can you just quickly tell us what your good news is and how it came about? Absolutely, yeah. So TikTok is, I mean, loads of people have downloaded it throughout lockdown just because I think we're all a bit bored. And there's loads of different sort of clips on there that you can lip sync over. Anyway, I was doing celebrities and I put them on Twitter and stuff. And then I asked friends for requests and things like that. And they sent, someone sent me one of a protester from the elections last year. And the juxtaposition from what she was saying and how she sounded was really, really interesting. And yeah. that's quite funny. So I, I just hammed her up. I put her in a really, um, a really posh suit and she was drinking out of a gold-rimmed goblet <laughs> just to make it more ridiculous. Anyway, that got picked up on Twitter and now it's kind of gone viral and I started going down the politician route. So yeah, I mean, that's what's my crazy life at the moment. That's amazing. One of your videos, I swear, has like 1.5 million views or something crazy. Yeah, that was the Pretty Patel one. Well, you're definitely, yeah. you're definitely, you know, keeping people smiling and entertained in lockdown. Do you have a favourite person that you impersonate? Well, I have two answers for this. So it's like, which one did I enjoy filming and what do I like watching? I would say my favourite to watch back is probably the Meghan Markle one. Um, I've seen that. It's... it's top quality. It's incredible. <laughs> just, it's just a bit of fun. Isn't it? But then... My favourite to film, I think, was um, my Brexit cast one um, because the clip itself was actually very amusing. Can you do any of the impressions in real life without the overdub? Um, I I could do a Meghan Markle. Can you? Uh, I, well, I mean... I mean, you are an actress, so, you know, you're going to be wonderful at those kind of things. But it's great news. You've had the busiest lockdown ever and, you know, you're keeping everyone smiling. So this is a fantastic thing to come out. And you're probably like so in demand right now. I mean, yeah, people have really been getting in contact and stuff like that. And I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I obviously didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah, but it's so deserved. It's so, it's so fab. Have you had any crazy fans? 
message you? I have, I mean, Dom Jolly was retweeting them and like, that's big time for me. But then Gary Lineker, oh. like, and then, oh my God, the best follow of all time, Dick and Dom <gasps> followed me. No. I was like, nah, I was like, this is it. Dick like, and Dom. This- my icons i wanted to go in the bungalow when i was listening oh so did i I. applied for it i mean dick and dom in the bungalow is probably one of the best programs of my childhood it really was oh my gosh you are literally famous this is incredible well i'm so happy for you and i'm sure everyone else is as well thank you so much for sharing your news thank you heather stories from the news So there have been yet more important developments over the past week, as we all are aware. And there do continue to be a few silver linings that are also coming out of everything. Some incredible fundraising efforts have been made over the past few months. And as of earlier this week, Tony Hudgel, a five-year-old boy who has had both legs amputated, has raised more than £1 million for the hospital that saved his life. Inspired by the incredible Captain Tom, Tony set out to raise £500 by walking every day on his prosthetics throughout June. So walking a total of 10 kilometres across the month. He set himself a daily target of 300 metres, which was initially incredibly difficult for him. But as of last Saturday, he managed to walk 800 metres in a day and currently he has raised over £1 million for the Evelina London's Children's Hospital. How brilliant, and he's only five. And on Sunday, he even went running, and his adoptive mum is completely over the moon. She is speechless at his amazing progress. What a superstar, and such an achievement for Tony. His smile is also really infectious. If you look at pictures of him, it's so lovely and you can just see him thrilled to be smashing his goals. So another incredible charitable act. And speaking of fundraising, there is a platform called Furlontier, which was set up back in April and it connects furloughed employees with volunteering roles at charities. But now it has seen more than 5,000 people sign up which is so brilliant because so many charities have been struggling because people aren't out raising money and so many events have been cancelled and lots of people who've been furloughed have all of these skills to offer. So they've teamed up and it's a really brilliant idea. It was actually first coined by the founders over a virtual curry and I think it's been going very, very well and although people are obviously now starting to return to employment and furloughing is ending for some The website is accepting volunteers for those affected until the end of October. So might be one to look up if it's something of interest. And as you'll be aware, lots of rules are changing as of next week and lots of things are reopening. So woohoo! But it's also fine if you're feeling anxious about that too. I know there'll be lots of mixed feelings going around. But sadly, as of the 4th, theatres are not able to go back to normal. They are able to reopen, but without live performances, which is a bit of a dichotomy, if you ask me. But I do want to mention other countries which have really had positive news and funding for theatre, and fingers crossed, the UK will soon follow suit. And something which really made me smile was that Barcelona reopened its Lysu Opera House last week. I think that's how you say it. And 
the Opera House was opened the day after Spain ended its national state of emergency for a performance of a Puccini string quartet. And Puccini string quartets are beautiful. However, there were no humans in the audience. Instead, there were 2,292 potted plants. Greenery just filled the theatre and the plants enjoyed the beautiful music before they were then donated to 2,292 health workers. What a brilliant thing. And the performance was also live streamed for real humans to watch to reaffirm the value of art, nature and theatre in society. How wonderful and a really good message and go Spain. Maybe we can do the same here. Potentially fill our theatres and concert hall with plants. You know, keeps the industry alive and enables people to perform and do what they love. But there are companies in the UK that are being really inventive and doing everything they can to enable theatre to happen in some degree. And I read that Horrible Histories are taking theatre on the road. So they're airing theatre to people in something called the Car Park Party Initiative. So audiences will be able to watch these performances from their cars and the sound will be transmitted to everyone through their radio. And Horrible Histories have said that it's a similar modern equivalent to when theatres closed in 1593 because back then they had to close for social distancing reasons due to the plague. And so when the theatres closed, they loaded everything into a cart and they travelled to courtyards for people to listen socially distanced. So this is the 2020 version. Six venues have been announced, or six car parks as I should say, and the show is called Barmy Britain. And I think it's very innovative and go Horrible Histories. I used to watch Horrible Histories a lot. I loved it. It was very informative at the same time. Horrible histories. And so it can be educational and enjoyable. Maybe one for anyone listening with families. So there we have it. I hope that made you smile. And I think it is important to keep reflecting on some of the good things to keep us all going. And I hope you all have a very good week. It's the last week of the two metre rule. So we'll be able to get a bit closer, obviously still sensibly, as of next week. Also, a fun fact related to that, I read that lingerie sales have completely spiked since people have realised that the rules are going to be relaxed. And they have spiked 3,000, not 3,000, wow, 300%. And that really made me laugh because I was thinking, how can lingerie sales really spike because it's still difficult to spice up your life at a distance of one meter maybe people are just treating themselves because it should be for you you know anyway that's enough from me for today but do keep reaching out with any happy news you'd like to share whether anonymously named or even with a little interview i'm also keen to continue to keep the podcast as intersectional as possible so would love so many different people to get in touch And all that's left for me to say is I hope your week is full of good frothy coffee, maybe with some latte art and no grocery substitutions. Bye for now.